Well, good morning, everyone. I'm excited to uh, celebrate two years of what the Lord has done. It's just begun. He's done so much, and uh, we've seen hundreds. Um, and we don't say this to boast, but to glory in the Lord that we've seen hundreds make decisions for Christ in the last two years from when we planted the church. And there are yet thousands till, still to be reached in this city. We're taking Henderson for Jesus. We, we are ushering in a, a move of God. I don't say that to be pious. I say it to be confident and bold, knowing that God has not just said, pray for revival. Jesus taught us to live it. Jesus taught us, he said, it'll be a well in you springing up into everlasting life. And that's what we're learning to walk in. We're learning to yield to what the master's doing in the earth. Jesus said, I only do what I see the father doing. A lot of us were like, well, I don't want to be out of God's will. or I don't want to. We just got to see what the father's doing and jump in. It's like riding a wave. It's like, it's like momentum and being carried with it and learning to ride that wave of glory in the earth. Amen? We've seen bodies healed. We've seen emotions healed. We've seen marriages restored. And the best is yet to come. The latter is greater than the former. So be stirred up, saints. Be encouraged. And, and know that we are a part of a genuine move of the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's an honor. It's such an honor. Leaders in this house, it is an honor to be a part of this with you. It's, it's, it's beyond what I, what I dream because there's this community, this healthy koinonia, the Greek word for fellowship, that we're seeing. It's heaven on earth community. It's what God desires. He desires his kids just to get along. He wants his kids healthy, happy, and blessed, just like any good mom or dad would. Amen? Amen. Let's pray, and then we're going to get into the word. I have a a word for some of you this morning, for all of you, but for most of you that feel like maybe you don't have value and your life is a mess, I want to encourage you this morning. In the midst of the mess, in the midst of the mire, we have a Savior that comes, He picks us up, and He cleans us up. And there's something about being clean. There's something about the soul being clean. As a matter of fact, I would like to introduce Larry Slayton to you because he has some thoughts written down. He has some things written down that, that have to do with something about that burden of sin being taken away from your shoulders. How many know Laris? He's like a spiritual son to me. And I want him, I want him to share this with you. And I want you to, to hear his heartbeat because he was saved a few years ago, a couple years ago, and he's experienced the faithfulness of God. And I want you to come on up, son, just come on up. And would you just praise the Lord as he comes? Come on, man, just bring it. Do your thing. Hey, um, this is what I've been working on all week. I don't really finish, but I'll finish it. But next time I'll have like an interpretive dance or something for it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't title it, so I'm just going to get right into it. I thought I didn't have value. You're worth everything. I thought I didn't have a voice. Open your mouth and sing. I thought I wasn't good enough. You don't understand the talent you bring. That's been given by the king, overflowing, full of anointing. He loves you. He values you. And he wants you to speak. You don't understand the things you can bring. He paid the price because he loves you. He gave up his life to see us free. 
He would have did it if it was only you. He would have did it if it was only me. You want to know what he sees? In all this earth, he sees you glisten. You're a pearl in a field. To him, you are worth something. He gave everything he had for this one thing. Bought the whole field for one pearl and sold all his riches. Nothing was worth more. Sometimes I still question how. After everything I've done, how do I have value now? He said your stock doesn't drop like NASDAQ or Dow. You're a precious possession no matter what you've been told. I treasure you more than diamonds and gold. You are priceless and you will never be sold. I didn't understand this until I found God. He touched me and restored me. I thought he was done, but he never wanted to stop. He just wanted to love me every chance he got. And I just wanted to punch in my spiritual time clock. I always carried my Bible, but I barely opened it. Didn't know the meaning behind John 3.16, but I could have quoted it. Praying for having a breakout on Sunday, but I was back to living like hell when it came Monday and every other day. I wasn't doing what God asked of me. I was disobedient to the Lord, and the devil found an opportunity to throw at me tragedy and mask it as God was mad at me. I believed the lies because I didn't know the truth. I developed trust issues because I didn't listen to what truth issued, and I rejected the truth because it allowed me to stay the same. But I trusted the lies. I rejected the truth because I had to change. But I trusted the lies because it allowed me to stay the same. I walked away and eventually became lame. Stopped pursuing God and gave in to other things. Started to feel strange. Things changed. I thought I was to blame. Felt a void in my heart and I thought I'd never walk with him again. The more I became untamed, the heavier the burden became. Tried to hide the pain. I felt full of shame and cast my pearl to the swine because I didn't understand the value of it. And everything I held on to had no value at all. I was stuffing my pockets with concrete rocks and calling them precious stones when they weren't even close to the value of a diamond or a gem. And all they did was weigh me down. Yes, the burden of sin until one day I got revelation. I couldn't do it anymore. I had to run back. I turned around. His hand was already out. I didn't believe it, but he released my doubt. Grabbed me. He held me, and he spoke to me. He said, you ran away, son, but you're, so much, you're worth so much to me. I bought you with my blood. It's true. My life is all I had, and I died for you. They slashed my back so I could have you back. Spilt my blood and didn't know the act was, in fact, going to set you free from all the enemy's attacks. My blood washes away sin stains, heals every heartache and pain. Your life, it will change. I might have to go against the grain, but when I'm done, you'll never be the same. My blood washes away everything. You're going to face challenges, hard times, and discouragement, but I got your heart, and I'm still restoring it. Just don't walk away, or it will diminish. Please stay. What I start, I will finish. I won't give up until you're completely replenished. I'll set you apart, but I won't lead you astray. I'll still be holding you in your last days because I love you. We are pros in this earth. He gave his blood so he wouldn't be cursed. He wanted us to have the best, so he went through the worst. Ask him into your life and receive the rebirth. Get in line with truth. The hard times, he'll pull you through. You'll understand how he values you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. One of the biggest messes that we all carry is, and this is what Jesus came to fix, is our value system. It's distorted. It's messed up. The things that we treasure. I want to share a few things. I was just pondering on preparing for this. I want to share some things with you that, that are reality that we live in a world right now that suicide has increased in the last 12 months, probably because of the global things that are happening. But I want to encourage you this morning that we are called to bring value to people. Jesus came to reveal the heart of the Father, and what he did in that was to bring value to people. 
He'd literally walk on a scene and bring value. He revolutionized the way women were treated. I love the way my wife put it. He said, she said, we don't need a feminist movement. We need a Jesus movement. In a culture where women, just like they are today in the Middle East, were treated worthless, Jesus came on the scene and gave them value. He was just revealing a piece of the heart of the Father to women. This morning... We all grow up in situations where maybe you were called worthless. Maybe you're like Jabez, whose very name was sorrowful. And you've been tagged from an early age with you're not going to amount to anything. We get involved in relationships and we're married. We go through hard times and we say stuff like, you're not worth it to me. And we don't understand that everything that we're saying is wrapped around this value system. We're either bringing cursings or blessings to people. And this morning, I want to speak blessing to you. I want to change your paradigm again. And I want, to, I want to share how valuable you are to the Lord. Because a lot of us don't realize that we've believed the appraisal of the wrong value system. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 12, 35 says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. You see, whatever we value will determine whether we walk in blessing or cursing. If we treasure darkness, then that's what's gonna come out of our life. Why is it that today... We can spend our hard-earned money on substances and material things and consider that value to us. The spirit of pharmakia, the spirit is where we get the word pharmacy, is so rampant amongst the high schools and the junior highs right now, and it's kids just trying to find value. Recently, they did a study. You've heard me say this. I said it a message that we preached a few months ago. They did a study and college students found out that people receive more, actually, they act, it actually changes their life more than any type of drugs or any type of, of learning or education is just affirmation, positive affirmation. So kids are turning to drugs and, and they're wasting their lives on substances trying to fulfill some peace of mind and some joy. It's because they have the wrong value system. It's because we're not giving them value. The church doesn't even give you value. The church tells you you're going to burn. The church tells you, well, you know, you need to repent and blah, blah, blah. And we have all these religious formulas that actually degrade what God made people and degrade significance in people's lives. We were never meant to do that. We're meant to speak life, to love, to go outside. Jesus hung out with the misfits, Zacchaeus, the robbing tax collector, he says, I'm going to your house today. He ate with sinners. He loved prostitutes. Yet we in our religious frame of mind think they have no value. It's because we have the wrong value system. We see the miracle of childbirth and reproduction and don't value the children, even sometimes our own. I tell my wife often, I just want to go back and I want to hold my babies more. I feel sometimes like I didn't hold my little man, David, enough. I just want to go back and sometimes I'll grab him and say, come here, Bubba. I just want to hold you. Just stay right here because I want to learn that value system that God has for us. Why is it that we live in a society that a parent can throw their, their born child in a dumpster? 
Why do we live in a society now that we call children in the womb fetuses? We don't even add value to human life. We've degraded it from it being a human life and said it's just a fetus. Like it's some amoeba or, or some, type of, some type of organism. It's a human life. It's because we've lost value. How many times do people get in situations where they want to just give up and they say, my life is screwed up? What's the point? I just want to end it right now. It's because they don't understand value. I'd venture to say that because of the increase of suicide, that the spirit of suicide is unleashing on the earth because the enemy might know that God is revealing his heart to the church and to the world. For hundreds of years, we've had this, this idea of God that he's, he's mad at us. And it's a wrong value system. We, we've, we've missed it, church. We have missed it. Even in preaching repentance, I believe we've missed it. God's heart is so much bigger than you could fathom or understand. His love supersedes your imagination of eternity. Imagine eternity. Can you comprehend for a moment the universe never ends? It's going, it's going, it's going. Keeps going. There's no wall out there. His love is beyond that. His love for you is beyond that. God forbid that sometimes it takes a funeral to snap us back into reality to realize that that breath I just took was a gift from God. No wonder it's hard for us to win the loss because we don't even really care. Because we don't value ourselves because we think God looks at us differently because we're believing what the material world says about us. That's why vanity is such a trap. The pride of life, the deceitfulness of riches, the lust of the flesh, it just pulls us into this system and literally for a moment it makes us feel like Oh, I'm worth something. And then after, it brings us to the lowest place. That's what sin does. It's only good for a moment. And then you're stuck in this dirt, this mess, saying, why am I here? I'm dirty. I'm hurting. I feel unworthy, and I don't want to do this anymore. Those that don't value don't know their value. I'm not saying any of this to bring condemnation, just reality and revelation to how Jesus wants to clean us up. Amen? Exodus 19.5, I want to read some verses to you, and I want to declare value over you right now. God says, now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you'll be a special treasure to me above all people. He says, you are a special treasure to me above all people. Psalm 135.4, for the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel for his special treasure. Malachi 3.17, they will be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Maybe we've been rejected by a parental figure or even the church over and over and over again. 
I'm not preaching a message of a church. I'm preaching the message of the kingdom of God. Jesus came to reveal what the kingdom of God was. He did it in a parable, and I want to read it to you in just a moment. I want you to think about the way that we value things. The appraisal of material understanding. This trophy right here was given to Jenna Willis because she plays basketball really good. This trophy's material value, just the materials itself, is not worth that much. How much do you think it's worth? Five bucks, the actual materials. That's probably pretty accurate. It probably costs more than that, and then they give it. But the material value of this right here is probably worth $5. It looks nice, but it's actually plastic. But see, the thing is, is the person that this belongs to, it has value to, because there was a price that was paid for it. So the value system that we've been living by is this material value of how we see ourselves because we don't know the price that was paid. Jenna spent years dedicated to athletics, years of pain, of training, of you know burning muscle, I mean working hard. How valuable is a Super Bowl ring? In material, it's not worth that much. But to the person that made it to the Super Bowl, it's worth quite a bit, isn't it? This trophy right here is only valuable to the one it belongs to because the price that was paid for it. So you, do you realize the price that was paid for you? It's, it's all the revelation of what I'm trying to say is in this. You will understand your value when you realize the price that was paid for you. That's how true value is understood. It's not by material worth. It's the price that's paid. Listen to this parable. Jesus said, here's what the kingdom of God is like. Here's what my heart is like. Here's what I'm like. I'm here to reveal myself to you. I'm revealing the heart of the Father. He says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. He's giving us a parable and saying, this is what the kingdom is like. And let me break it down simply to you. The, the, the field is the world. Jesus paid a price for the world because he saw treasure in dirt. Him dying on the cross, going through excruciating pain, being whipped over and over and over again for the healing of our spirit, soul, and body was him purchasing that field. But he didn't just purchase a field and say, well, I hope treasure's found in that thing. Someday, you know, maybe they'll realize that they're worth something. Jesus himself, and, and, and I love this, but we always say God helps those who help themselves, which there, there's some truth to that after salvation, but let me tell you, God helps the helpless. Because when I was in a mess, when I was dirt in a field, and I didn't know the price that was paid for me, but I believed my own, I believed and understood my own value based on another value system, I didn't realize that Jesus, the whole time he's giving his life for me, that he's doing all this, he's literally going and he's digging me up out of that dirt. He's taking me from, from nothing, and he's, Shining, he's saying, this is my treasure, this is my jewel, and that's you this morning. John three sixteen. 
is a very valuable verse, but we've made it invaluable because we quote it all the time. And I love that he, Laris actually mentioned that in the, in the spoken word. And I don't think I remember talking to him about that. But what was the price that was paid? Parents will understand what I'm about to share with you. If I love someone to the death, I'm willing to shed my own blood so that they don't suffer. And Jesus did that. He shed his own blood. But it says in John 3.16, everyone here can probably quote it, for God so loved, you can say it out loud if you want to, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God gave. What did he give? He gave his son. Listen, I love people. I love, I will die for causes. I'll die for my family. But you're not touching my son. Do you realize the price that was paid when God said, I'm giving you my son, my only son, to shed his blood? That's the price that was paid. Stop looking at yourself based on material value and realize your value based on the price that was paid for you. He bought the field and he said, it's not just dirt, there's treasure in there. He looked at the whole world and its depravity and sin and said, I see treasure, those are my kids and I'm going to send my only son to redeem them back to myself and I'm going to speak value. What's the first thing that God said to Jesus in public? You're my son and you I'm well pleased. That revelation is just, I'm still getting it. Sometimes I think I have it nailed down. And then he says it again, I'm proud of you. But God, I, I, I blow it sometimes. You know, how? I don't know. He's God. He's just good. And he's way better than we can, just the word good doesn't even, doesn't even do it justice. God saying, I love you. you. You only understand that based on what love is in your vocabulary. A lot of people said, I love you, and then they hurt me. Listen to what I'm saying. The price that was paid is the revelation. This Jesus was the son of God. He's the son of God. God the Father says, I'm giving my only son. I'm telling you right now, I'll give my life for things, but you ain't touching my son. I have two sons. I would not sacrifice my son for the whole, I wouldn't do it. But God is a lot more loving than us. And here's what he said. He said, I'm buying the whole world, and I'm going to dig up my treasure. That's what he did when he redeemed us. That's what he did when he found us. I found the Lord. No, he found you and chose you. He woke you up and opened your eyes, and you ran to him. He drew you. The Bible says no one can come to the Father except the Spirit draw him. I don't understand that. It just works like that. We don't just come, he draws us, he, his loving kindness, his tender mercies, he whispers, I love you. What? Me? I'm significant? And here's what he says in Zechariah 9.16 as we begin to close. The Lord their God will save them in that day as the flock of his people, for they will be like, listen, the jewels of a crown lifted like a banner over his land. God takes that buried treasure and he pulls it out of the dirt. He washes us clean. Do you know the, the, the blood of Jesus was pure so that we could be washed clean? That's why I wore a red shirt today. 
the blood of Jesus. Oh, washes as white as snow. Do you remember the first time that burden was taken from you? When you know you blow it over and over and over again, and then God says, get up, I love you. Dust yourself off. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Micah 7, 8. Proverbs says, a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again. Why? Because I know my value. Sometimes I think that thing in us that is shameful is just pride. It's just rooted in pride. The blood of Jesus washes your sin away. doesn't atone. Well, the atonement. No, no, no. That's an Old Testament word. It's not in the Greek New Testament. He wiped it. It's gone. Never to be remembered against you again. He casts it in the sea of forgetfulness. Your, your and I sin, our junk, our mess, our dirt. He washes us, removes the burden, lifts us up. This verse in Zechariah 9.16, another translation says that he lifts us up and we catch all the rays of the sun. In other words, we're shining. His glory shines through us. He gets glory. I'm telling you right now, I was not raised in the church I got born again when I was 17 years old, and I remember hearing the gospel and saying, I need Jesus. Shane, many of you don't know, he led me to the Lord many years ago, 1992, and I said, I, I, I want to know that love. I want to know what that is. And I was just praying some prayer. I didn't realize it. My heart was just turning to God. It wasn't in a magical prayer. It didn't ma- I just was saying, Jesus, I want to know your love. I want to know. I, I want to know this is real. And at that moment, it was like my eyes were open. At that moment, this burden of sin left. Wow, he loves me. I never realized that. I was raised in a church that was, ooh, it was a somber, you know, oh, God is going to strike you if you sin. The building's going to crumble. You know, that's like, oh, God. Now, I believe that we tremble sometimes in the Lord's presence. Sometimes God's a little scary. Thunder and, oh, whoo, he's powerful. He's God. He's measured the universe in the span of his hand. But he loves you. He loves you, saints. He loves you. She's fine. If she's okay with you, she's fine. He loves you. He, lo- he values you. You're, you're beautiful to him. Ladies, you struggle with unworthiness. You're beautiful. You're a daughter of the king of kings. You're a princess. You're royalty. You know how the world, I mean, that vain spirit has unleashed on the world so bad that it literally will consume. Young girls, listen, vanity is such a trap. It's okay to look good, but the Bible says, don't let it just be outward, but let it be the inward part of your heart. Because do you realize how much he values you? Do you know how much he loves you? We're still learning together. Amen. He says again, the Lord will save them in that day as the flock of his people. They'll be like the jewels of a crown lifted like a banner over his land. Wow. Change my value system, Lord. I don't want to be worth what the material appraisal value system says about me, this, this system that's just based on material worth or what people have said, but Lord, let it be based on the price that was paid. 
Oh, the price that was paid, God. Sometimes we need to be reminded not to be so, cons- or so consumed in, in just the cross and understand that without the, the cross, you wouldn't have the resurrection. But without the resurrection, the cross would have been in vain. So the power's in the resurrection. Paul said, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. But some of us are stuck at the cross. But let me say this. Sometimes we need to go back to the cross and realize who is nailed up there and why. Watch the passion of the Christ. The price that was paid, that is your value. And I believe that, look at the parable of the, the one sheep that was lost, or the pearl of great price. If Jesus, if he only knew that only you, I'm just talking to you, imagine just you in this room, everyone else is gone, just you, okay? You're alone. He would have done it all over again, just for you. That's your value. Wow. Billions of people. Billions. And he says, I'd come back and I'd do it just for you. That's his heart. Let's pray. God, I'm praying for the broken hearts. Your heart breaks for those that are oppressed. Jesus, you came to set the oppressed free. And the oppression of unworthiness has to stop tormenting your people today. And I'm praying right now for the love of God to just rain down on the hearts. Let it come. Some of you, listen, I've been saved a long time. I'm a pastor of a church, all that stuff, and, and, and I'm growing. But listen, sometimes I still need some healing on the inside. I don't care who you are in this room. Allow them to heal you right now of the lies that you're not worthy. You're not equipped. You're not valuable. Earlier, someone was sharing with me how the Lord says, you found significance in position and you've got it wrong. Don't think just because someone's in position, they're significant. Well, I'm not really important in that church. Yes, you are. You're not a pew warmer. As soon as you open your voice and lift and lift your voice to the Lord and you enter into the corporate presence of God, we are baptized in one spirit. He fits us and assembles us together like the assembling of a bicycle, like the assembling of some. Listen, a lot of churches are just gatherings. They're just pieces. All, But when we come in the presence of God, we find our significance, every part in its significance. Listen, you're significant. doesn't matter what position you hold. You know what position you hold? You're a daughter and a son of the living God. Oh, behold what love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of the living God. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Close your eyes. I want to ask everyone, close your eyes. Those of you that need prayer for this, I don't want to call you up front. We're just going to pray for you right where you are. I want you to lift your hand up and say, that's me. I need to know my worth, my value. Hands going up. No one's looking around. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Anyone else? Lift your hands. That's it. Just let, As you raise your hand, you're acknowledging, saying, God, I've been living on the wrong value system. He loves you. 
He loves you. I don't care what anyone says about you. I don't care what anyone has ever said. I don't care if you've ever been beaten, abused, sexually molested. He loves you. He didn't do any of that. He did, that's not his will, but he wants to heal you right now. He wants to give you significance right now. And so, Lord, those that lifted their hands, I pray the chains to break off of them now in Jesus' name. If you would like someone to just maybe put their hand on your shoulder, I want you to stand up if you raise your hand. And you just, you know what, just be bold. There was about 10 or 15 that raised their hand. Just stand up. You don't need to come down, but just make a stand. And as those stand, I want you guys to just give a bless. Just praise God. There we go. Come on. Come on. Stand up. Stand up. Say you're significant. As you stand up, it's like you're stepping into significance. You're standing up. You're saying, I'm stepping in. That I'm, I'm a treasure of the king. I'm a jewel of his crown. There we go. Come on, man. Yes, Jesus. There may be more. I want you to close your eyes and just, just allow people. You know what? I'm going to stand up. Anyone else that raise their hand and say, I'm standing up. I'm finding my worth in him. I'm finding my worth in the king of kings. That he gave his own blood for me. Altar workers, find someone standing, gender specific. Put your hand on their shoulder. Begin to release the love of God over them. Go ahead. You can take this worship up. We're going to seal this moment in this prayer. If there's anyone else, stand. Now's the time. Don't wait. Pray for Hannah right now. Let's speak blessings over her. Your very name means favor. Your very name means grace. That means he's looking at you. Jesus is looking at you, Hannah. He says, I love you. Receive his love right now. Pray for for Patty right now. The love of God. Touch her heart. Heal her. Spirit, soul, and body right now. Louis, receive his love. We embrace you, brother. We love you right now. That's it, Brian. Just pray for him. Release Oscar. We bless you right now. In the name of Jesus. Man of God, rise up. Husband and father, rise up. We bless you right now in the name of Jesus. That's it. Dory, be blessed right now. You are significant. You are significant. Kathleen, receive his love. That's it. In the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it. We we receive it right now. Take, Take some time. Take some time and just receive Lord, even when our life is a mess, you clean us up. It feels good to be clean. It feels good to be forgiven. There's an old vineyard song about forgiveness. It's called Sweet Forgiveness. It's so good to be clean. Amen? It's so good to be clean. It's so good to be free. It's so good to know that we're His, that we belong to Him. You belong, you are his purchased possession. You were redeemed and bought with the blood of Jesus. You're his. Amen. Amen. Would you just seal it with praise right now? Come on. Amen.